WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Fiquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are And it is awesome. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. (laughs) Ruthless aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. everyone welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at mbg films check them out youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com wildtalkradio.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you're on twitch and you happen to have a prime gaming sub available you can use it here for free for 30 days all you have to do is hit the little purple button down the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free it is that simple you can also subscribe the regular way follow the channel hang out and chat or listen to the archive we are happy to have you any way we can get you. And yes, this is not a Thursday night. It is a Saturday night. Actually, technically for Rock and I, early Sunday morning. Um, because it's WrestleMania weekend, everybody. And WrestleMania mania, mania, night one has concluded. And we're here to recap it. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sorokin. Hollywood! been stuck in my head all night. Hollywood. It's been stuck in your head all night? Yes, it's Saturday night. You know what that means. It's time for another edition of CBO. It's WrestleMania. We're live. It's the rack. Talking WrestleMania. Four hours of goodness. Holy. Hell. It did not feel like four hours. I'm going to tell you that right now. It, this did not oh, feel like four no, hours no, at it didn't. all. It, it did not feel like four hours. No, it did not. You can tweet us at Wild Talk Radio, Rock Radio Show at Lens, or come to WildTalkRadio.com, RockRadioShow.com, or twitch.tv, and interact with us live and talk to us about the thing and the place and the stuff and all the things that happened at WrestleMania. Woo-wee. You had Sports Center moments. You had performances. You had fantastic professional wrestling sports entertainment battles. That will go down in the history of WrestleMania. And I will use the word iconic because there was an iconic match in the show. Woo! 
to say the least, I'd say there was more than one. I would argue there's more than one um, I mean, because it's going to go on somebody's high, highlight reel uh, years from now. Oh, oh, many of them. Many, many, many of them. But I say we don't waste any more time. We jump right into the show, which is brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And we have to kick it off with the kickoff to WrestleMania. I will say the one thing that I liked before we get into the matches. One, the set. The set is badass. The set is fantastic. Two, the fact that there were no matches on the pre-show. Thank you. Thank you for not putting matches on the pre-show and making people wrestle in front of literally nobody. Because nobody's in the building until like 30 minutes before. And when they run the pre-show matches, like nobody's in their seats. You say that, right? There, mm-hmm. there was a pre-show match on the NXT show, which was at local time was nine thirty a.m. Oh God, those poor <laughs> bastards! It was Chase, poor, poor, poor bastards. It was the battle for Chase U, Chase U versus Schism, and uh, we'll I'll talk about it eventually at some point. There's Twitter Twitter thoughts on on it at Walter Radio, but yeah, the set was fantastic. The WrestleMania by the numbers video that they did, ooh, that was that was that was r- r- rumble numbers. By the book numbers. I liked it. I like when they do that kind of shit. Like, it's really, really nice, especially when you have a historical event like this at this point for the company, which is, has 39 instances. And yeah, you have a lot of highlight moments that you can go through and a lot of numbers and a lot of facts and figures and everything like that. So it's always cool when they do that. I'm surprised they've never done it before um, for uh, WrestleMania, but that, this was good. Um, Kevin Hart's opening was good. I liked Kevin Hart's opening. I hope they just don't recycle it like they did um, the pirate opening for Orlando. Oh, they will. They probably will. It'll probably be more monologue. Probably, but I hope that like it's a little different because it's night two. Um, and that's for tomorrow. But yeah, this it was interesting that they did, didn't do like the big pyro opening that they just were like we're just going to go into because the you, show you couldn't you couldn't technically, but that's never stopped them before. It's not. I mean, it's never stopped them, but in bright daylight you can't really shoot off pyro and make it meaningful look you, nobody in the south ever took that advice i understand this but the wwe has learned from probably the past couple times they've done it in in, in, in the daylight where it's like oh, maybe not so yeah maybe not all right what kicked off the show so as we talked about on thursday your opening contest was austin theory taking on john bald spot cena <laughs> for the united states championship the gi cena um okay okay but before we even get in the match uh-huh john you have money you can get things fixed I'm not criticizing. I'm just questioning. I know you are, but like you, he, you he could. Doesn't, he doesn't know. He because Hollywood magic. It doesn't happen. It's fine. But he could save people time. I understand this, but you know he thinks you can't see it anyway. Oh, I can see it. We all. Saw I saw it. all of it. We all. And it, 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 when it's parted, it it was even worse. Um, like there, there. He's he's in like the Shawn Michaels comb over territory at this point. Or Shawn's wasn't as bad. I think at certain points it was because didn't he have like didn't he like grow keep his hair long and like brush his bangs back over the bald spot? Because I remember at one point that like the back of his hair like or his hair lifted on the crown of his head and you could actually see the bald spot in the back and you were like oh shit. By the end, yeah, but for a while he was alright. Yeah, for a while he was alright. So number two. Boy, did they make John Cena the ultimate good guy. My God. I mean, okay. If you're... You have to honor it. You really, you really do. do. You do. Like, because I think John Cena is actually their most requested celebrity possibly ever. He is. I th- he's done over, what, like, three to four thousand wishes for I, Make-A-Wish? I don't know if it's that high, but it's a lot. Like, he is he is their most requested, or he, at one point he was their most requested it- person, and he's fulfilled every single obligation. This includes doing movies, TV shows, WWE's full schedule. Is it like 5,000, he- really? Hold on. Hold yeah, on. it's it's up there. I don't see that Make-A- Make-A-Wish. So, what they did, for those who, who did not um, see the show, he came out... Um, with a bunch of make wish kids in the entrance, and yeah, no, it's not. No, it's, it's like in September it was six hundred and fifty. Oh, I thought it was higher. No, he has the most all time though. He's he's in the Cena officially holds the title for granting the most make wishes with six hundred and fifty since two thousand and two, and that was 
last September. Okay. So he has the most. So, but Make a Wish has granted so many wishes. He's granted six hundred fifty. Six hundred fifty is a lot. That's that's a lot of wishes. Um. So yeah, it's not it's not five thousand. Five thousand would uh, he would have to do one every day for his life. Um. But yeah, they made him ultimate good guy. <laughs> and boy, the crowd loved him. John pasty white Cena. I mean. I have to appreciate it. I ha- I love the fact that they celebrate it. I'm sure it's something that the kids are going to remember. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> they had to do it. Yeah, because it's like they're like, not only are, you know, was this their wish to cook? Because they did like a whole presentation about Make-A-Wish and then they brought the kids out and they're like, and their, their wish was to come to WrestleMania and they've got them up on the stage in front of 80,000 people and then John Cena comes out. So they actually get the pop up on the stage of John Cena coming out. And, you know, he slapped their hands, he hugged them, he was like, alright, let's go, let's do it, and then he and then he gets in the ring. Like, it was a really cool moment. It was cool. But yes, they did make him the ultimate good guy. It, it, it was. It was cool. Oh, we should have mentioned Miz and, and Snoop Dogg opened the show. That was awkward. It was funny, but <laughs> it, was it was awkward. It was funny. It was good. We'll leave them more of that later. But yeah, snooping there, holding his belt. Yeah, that, which we'll probably play into a part tomorrow. Um, yeah, that it was cool. I like Snoop. <laughs> the references they made, it was cool. Him trying to, you know, Snoop Dogg has done all these things, and, you know. And then I, I was in, in Marine Three, Four, Five, or Six. Like he's taking shots at himself. It was like, oh, that that's cool. I was, he's performed here. And I was in WrestleMania the musical. <laughs> yeah, and basically the conclusion is like we're the same. We're the same, and they did a cheese picture together. It was great. Uh, just we had to mention that. Anyway, to the match. If you watch this match and you watch it carefully, John Cena did didn't do much. Um, as expected. If you watch it really, really close, Austin Theory ran around John Cena a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we had headlocks. We had you know a few bumps. We had Cena in the corner a bunch, and Austin Theory running around a bunch. Like, he, he, Cena was there, and then Theory ran around him to make it look like he was doing something. No, he doesn't want, it's not that, no. Um, cause he's a filming movie, so he can't really do a lot. So, they did the best they could. <laughs> Fans were into it. Fans were into the match. Theory got the heat he needed. Cena got in to do his six moves of doom, brother. And then you did the visual. Hey, he tapped. He tapped. But the ref was down. And then Theory hit a low blow. And then dropped him with the A-Town down for the win. This was this was everything it needed to be. It was everything it really needed to be. This was the perfect use of John Cena. We all know that he wasn't going to really be able to do much considering he's shooting movies right now. Um, but he still did enough. He still put over Austin Theory. He still made Austin Theory look good. Which is what you want. It's why he's there is to really re-solidify Austin Theory in the position that he's in and make him more legitimate than he already was. Because now he's got a big win over John Cena. Was it the cleanest thing in the world? Absolutely not. But nobody really remembers whether it was clean or not. They just remember the one thing. He got the W. Mm -hmm. And now he holds a W over a WWE icon, which how many can say that? And he cut a promo later in the night. Do you believe in Theory now? Or back to Do You Believe in Miracles? Do you believe in theory now? We love you, Austin. Don't believe in you, but we don't we don't believe in you, but good good on you. It was it was acceptable. It was the perfect use of Cena. Cena got in, Cena got out. Probably not there anymore. He he probably he's probably out of Hollywood back to Atlanta he goes. And uh He may be there tomorrow, we'll see. I don't think so. (laughs) But I could be wrong. We'll have to see, but good match, solid match, good opener. I'll tell you what was good. No. It had drip. It had zip lines. It had dancing water bottles. No, no, you're missing. You, no, you're, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. What do you mean I'm jumping ahead? You're jumping ahead. It was the WrestleMania <laughs> showcase. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this. No, we're going to talk. No, I want to talk about the WrestleMania showcase first. Okay, fine. We will talk about the WrestleMania showcase first. The Street Profits took on Alpha Academy, took on the Viking Raiders, took on Braun and Ricochet. Holy shit, was this fucking awesome. This is amazing. This was better than I I ever thought it was going to be. You had. What, meat? Exclamation meat in, in chat, but there's more than just two. There was big beefy men slapping meat and just 
all all the things Dawkins and Braun and Otis. Just oh my goodness, this was great. And then like all the big men were in the ring, and then there was Chad Gable <laughs> and Chad Gable. Oh my god, oh my god, Chad Gable, the rolling German suplex on fucking Braun Strowman. Holy, <laughs> that was amazing. It was so good. It was so. So good. Like, I love that so many people got to show up and show out in this. And I I didn't realize this until they said it, which was that this was the first WrestleMania that the Viking Raiders, I think, had competed at as a team. Yeah, because they they haven't before this. Yeah, because one of them's always been injured. One of them's always been injured and stuff, and they've been in a battle royal or something, and they just never made the show. So it was the first time they got on the show. When all the big guys were doing big dives off of things, by God, that was, oh my God, like, was, there, Ivar jumped, Otis jumped, and then Braun dove halfway across the ring. Braun should not fly. I'm sorry. Braun, Braun should not get airborne. That's terrifying. Then, 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 oh my God, Ricochet, the, that's the springboard shooting star pressed, that said, Thez pressed to the outside. Oh my God. He paused in midair. That was just stupid. Like, Ricochet is amazing. I'm so happy that they finally got to, like, utilize his true capabilities and show them off. Because Ricochet is such an underutilized talent, and they could do more with him. They could. They don't, but they do. They could. They could. But he's, this was, this was everything it said it was to be. It was a showcase. It was a showcase of four teams with distinct styles, and you allowed everyone in the match to have a moment. I love the announcers ragging, oh, they had Titus. Yeah, it was Titus on the, on commentary, ragging on Otis for sweating, just, just because it's Otis. And then when they, they showed some close-up shots, you saw his, the singlet, and his back is just dripping in sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was oh my god. Yeah. It was it was a thing. I liked how they're like how Titus is like, Otis is just a big man. He's a big sweaty man doing big man things. And if you've been listening to us for the longest time, you know we've we've liked Otis from, from day one ish. Um he's been awesome in every role they put him in and him getting the shine at WrestleMania was great. Chad Gable showed out in his moment. Like he hit the German right on on Braun and got the pin, the two count or whatever, and he goes to the top rope, and he the, the fans are chanting and he goes, "Thank you," in, in Chad Gable fashion. It was like, oh, that's so on point. Oh. It maybe. And what was nice about this and the John Cena match as well is it wasn't rushed. No. They got time to actually show themselves off. And so I really, really like that, that it's like everybody got to do what they wanted to do. It wasn't like, because here's the thing, not to, not to shit talk the past, but to shit talk the past. In the past, this would not have gotten this much time. This would have been in and out. This would have been a quick match. And we wouldn't really have gotten to see what everybody is capable of. Because there, there have been WrestleMania moments where the tag match, get, the, the, the multi-man tag matches get cut for time because, well, you got to cut for time. But this was time where they, every, they didn't rush through it. Like there was one year where the Shield took on Kane and the Outlaws and it was like three minutes because you had to get yeah. in and get out because the, Opening segment and the, the the opening match went long, so they cut time of that match. It was like, oh. and it was like that was like when the Shield was like peaking too. Um, and that was right before the breakup and everything. But yeah, it they had enough time where everyone got their moment, everyone got their entrance. It was it was great. Street Profits got the win. This was, as they say, a showcase of showcases, and it lived up to its name and billing. And hopefully, we see something coming out of it. For the the profits, maybe we put them in the tag team title hunt here again. We'll see, but all these teams deserve something coming out of it because Alpha Academy proved they're more than comedy. Viking Raiders got the show out a little bit. We haven't we haven't seen much. Oh, I like the spot with them. Um, they were they were dominating the ring, and then they go over to Valhalla, and she's then like their heads are through the rope, and whatever they're like taunting and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they get back up, and Braun's waiting for them. It's like, oh, that, right? was, that was perfect cinematic stuff. Oh, this was, I really enjoyed the showcase. I, I wasn't like big into it before the, before the show. It was like, this won me over, 
big time. And I think that's because it's like we have nothing to compare to, right? Like, we don't know how this is going to go. This is Hunter's first WrestleMania booking it. This is kind of his first WrestleMania running it. So it's like, we don't know how he's going to do this, and we only have the past for comparison. So it's like, yeah, you look at this match on paper, and you're like, okay, all right. It's going to be what it's going to be. It's not going to be anything special. I don't have to worry about it. And then, like, you get to see it, and you're like, oh, wow, this is this is special. This is good. And it was in a good spot where, if it was later in the show... I don't think it would have, one, got the time, and two, I don't think people would have been into it because there's been more higher profile things going on, and it would got lost in the shuffle. The fact that it was early made it like it didn't get show, ever shadowed by the women's title match or the, the Rollins and Logan Paul match or anything else in between. It happened before it got its own spotlight. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah. So. This was good. This is fantastic. Now can I talk about Yes, now we can talk about it. It had drip. It had zip lines. It had a conductor, like a music choir conductor. It had singing. We are talking about, and I'm pretty sure it had Seth's bottom gear. Um, we're talking about Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul right, with we, water bottle. With water bottle. We're, we're, we're going to break it all down. Let's start with Logan Paul because he came out first. And he's coming out on... He, he, where the, you look for him, he's like, where is he? Where is he? He's up on a zipline, and he's just trash-talking from a zipline. Look, guys, I got a zipline for my birthday. <laughs> it was it was great. Oh, like, it was shades of Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania 12. The boy had a dream, and he's zipping down, but not as high, not as far. Um, But he came down on a zipline trash-talking, did his whole entrance, and so he could get out of his um con- the contraption. They brought out the Prime Energy water bottle. With him. With him, so he could, you know, promote his Prime Energy. And, and, I'm, um, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, the fix is in. The fix is in the water bottle. You knew it was going to play a part at some point, and we'll get to that. So he he got his full entrance, and everyone was booing and everything, and him, him taunting. It, it was great. Like, love him or hate him, it was he's a showman, and it, he, he showed out with the entrance. Oh, he sold it. Like, he's like... He's working the crowd, he's schmoozing, he's waving to people, they're all booing the hell out of him, and he's just eating it up. Like, love him or hate him, he knows what he's doing. And this was, this was perfect, it was the perfect balance, because Rollins is over. Rollins is a babyface, no, no question about that, because when Seth walked out, good lord. He, before he even walked out, so you had the conduct, the orchestra choir conductor come out and he's like a fancy one because they gave him an intro and everything and he's just instructing each side of the crowd to go oh you know the whole thing and and they follow along and they had to play in loudspeaker and everything and it just like the crowd was erupting and then he does the whole thing and, and, and does the conducting for, for Rollins to come out and, and do the whole thing and it's like oh this is awesome and then what in what in the Rihanna was he wearing I don't know but I really like the jacket I I appreciate the amount of drip that Seth Rollins brought to WrestleMania. I knew, I knew he was going to wear something spectacular because it's Seth at this point. It was, and it's like, he's just not going to wear anything. It, it looked like the red part, the red jacket looked like the Rihanna outfit from, from the Super Bowl. <laughs> it it was reminiscent of it, but it was way more frou-frou. Like, it was made out of, like, puffer jacket material. Yeah. I think Seth and Charlotte went to the same person. They probably uh, did. But it was <laughs> this over-the-top, yeah. puffy sleeves, red jacket with a train. We, we mentioned a train on uh, on Thursday. It's like he's got to have a train. So he walks to the ring in this, and about halfway down, he takes the jacket off, and he's got a pink harness on underneath, like a chest harness. And then he's got no shit puffer jacket, because that's the only way I know how to describe it. Puffer jacket, assless chaps. Like the the the, the, the um suspenders looked like he pulled a, a Jeff Jarrett. Um, it kind of, yeah, it kind of was a Jeff Jarrett. A little bit. Which was cool. I, I liked it. I thought it was neat. I thought in terms of all the gear, it was the one of the top gears we saw tonight, just because of how just over the top it was. Like, I can appreciate the drama. Because that's what Seth is at his core. He is the drama. He is the problem. We all love him, but he is the drama. He is Seth Rollins. He is the problem. He is the drama. Yeah. 
Um, and then the music stops, and the crowd just continuing to sing along his song. And yeah, then we got into the match. Boy, howdy, was this a good match? Oh, this was fantastic. I mean, we said it on Thursday. This was going to be good. We knew it was going to be good because you have Logan Paul, who is a competent worker. And then you have Seth Rollins, who can carry literally anybody. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, Seth did not have to do a lot of heavy lifting. But there was good chemistry here. They worked well together. They flowed well. There were maybe one or two awkward spots in the match because Logan is still a little green. But overall, this was very, very, very good. Logan doing the box jump moonsault and falling flat on his face was funny. Um, but yeah, but Logan had a good advantage on Rollins for, for parts of this match. They played off the, the hand with the, the, the titanium in the hand. He knocked him out once, but he because Rollins stopped the hand, he couldn't capitalize on it at one point. And then we had a few near falls, and, there, you know, Logan's getting cocky. Everyone's getting cocky as they go. Then we're on the outside. And Logan Paul's looking for his moment, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get the water, the prime the prime energy drink involved, which is revealed to be KSI, who is a famous YouTuber or celebrity boxer, okay, whatever, is in the costume. <laughs> The Prime bottle. He's uh, also Logan Paul's business partner in Prime. In Prime, yeah. He's very popular, apparently. Um, I, I don't question anything they tell me anymore. I've heard the name. He, whatever. doesn't matter. Anyway, so he's going to do this big moment. They have, like, Ronald is, is laid out on the table. And you can see it coming where he grabs the a, a, a bottle of the Prime Energy and he goes to the top rope. And he takes a drink out of it and then spits it out. While he does that, Seth is able to pull KSI onto the Spanish announce table. And because he spit in the air, he was not looking down. He just spit and then jumped. And then he, he uh, frog splashed his boy, KSI, through the Spanish announce table. That was a great, great spot. Man, that was good. Then Seth went quickly for the pedigree, got a two count. They had a couple bouts. Back and forth a little bit more. Um, Logan, I think, hit a frog splash at one point, which was really nice. Um, but at the end, the, the the stomp did him in. Seth Rollins beat Logan Paul, as it should have been. Um, yeah, this was a fun, fun match. I like the physicality in this. And, again, that Logan Paul is willing to get this physical. I liked that it wasn't your typical celebrity match. Like, Logan's pretty much shown what he can do, and we know what he can do. He, I think this might, like, the Roman match kind of showed some of his flaws. This helped to make up for them a little bit. Obviously, Logan can train more, or he's been training more, and he's working with Seth, who can cover up for a lot of his faults and his misgivings here. Um, but it was still an incredibly good match considering that it didn't have the best build. It didn't have the strongest build. It's like, okay, you hate each other. Okay, got it. That's, that's really the build for this. Like it had heat on it, but it wasn't like the most hot feud I've seen. They brought up the fact that, you know, Logan Paul had knocked Seth Rollins out twice and a bunch of other stuff. So all in all, I think this was good. This was really, really, really good. It was a very enjoyable match. It delivered in the position it was given. It delivered because it, it needed to. Rollins was really good. Logan Paul delivered. It was a great match. And speaking of great matches, hopefully I put it in the right spot. You had your women's six-man, six six-way? Six-man. Trios. Call it a trio. Trios. Trios. With damage control taking on Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita. And the one thing that we can say about the show is that people didn't necessarily get what's termed a special or big entrance. Like Cena got one. Um, Becky, Lita, and Trish got one. They did a little Sin City action where, or comic book action, um, Ooh, where that, they had like, that was good. Where they talked about how Trit, like, how this all happened and came together, and, you know, that's how they intro them, and they had a really neat, like, black and white effect with, like, rain falling as Trish, Lita, and Becky were all coming out. Yeah, that was really good. Like, it was, for, like, the crowd probably, you know, didn't get to, get to see how special that entrance was, but the three of them coming out the way they did in the black and white with the preamble with the, the comic book stuff. Like, that was well done. Like, like that followed up with how... Because Becky had one, like, last year, like a movie intro last year. So them go, following it up this year with the comic book movie intro was good. It tied it every all things together. 
It did tie all things together. But yeah, and they were all color coordinated except for Trish. She was in white, but or gray. But Becky and Lita were all color coordinated in orange. So I was sitting here, I was like, I wonder if that's foreshadowing a turn. I don't know. Trish's gear was the throwback to WrestleMania and Hollywood original. It was uh, like the same style of gear she wore back then. Yeah, but I was more talking about like the color difference. Oh, I know. Well, Becky was orange, Lita was red. It was like, it looked orange on my screen. It looked red on mine. So I don't think they were as color coordinated as you think they were. But it, it's tonal. It, it, it worked. Um, Damage Control had really cool outfits. Um, I was trying to figure out what Bailey's was. I, I, for a second, I was like, is she doing Buzz Lightyear? I feel like she's doing Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. They all had a black. There you go, Cage. There you go. <laughs> That's how they were matched. They were at all black. Anyway. This was this one was good. Um, it's slow to start, but it picked up a lot as it went through. Damage control worked really well as a unit. Like let's all forget, Eel wasn't doing anything this time last year. Dakota was fired, fired. This, this time last year. Bailey Bailey's out injured. Bailey was injured, and now they're in the ring with Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch. Trish and Lita say what you will about their careers and what you what you think of them and how awesome they are. Blah 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 blah. For the women in the ring, this was an awesome moment just in general. Like for Bailey and Dakota, yeah, this this had to be special. Well, they talked about it how these are two women who blazed a trail in in a division that had really been an afterthought before. Like Trish and Lita in their own respective day were two of the biggest stars wwe had at one point yeah their their feud is stuff of legends in terms of all all the things that they did they are hall of famers in their own rights and the fact that yeah you got to see trish and lita wrestle again together you got to see them work with becky lynch and damage control was really cool i i can't complain about this match do I think this was the best offering on the card? No. And it was never, I think there are stronger candidates here. It was never intended to be the match of the night, but it, it, oh, no. it filled its spot. It did. It served its purpose. I love everything Bailey did in this match. Her taunting. Oh, God. She worked it so hard. She, she taunts Leah and then does the church taunt a few times. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I thought Lita took a, took an ass kicking and, she held her own. I was like, well, they haven't tagged Trish in. Wonder what's going on with Trish. And then they finally get Trish in and she gets to do her spots and get in there. And she played her part well. Um, oh, the, um, what is, whatever her headstand move is they did do. I forget. It used to have a name. I can't remember what it, what it's called anymore, but they did the headstand, um, her Karana, whatever on the outside. They're like, here, come. And like, they, they told her, they, they, you know, come on, let hit. Grab her, and she flipped them, flipped her off the top row to the outside. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, like this was a really solid, good match. You can tell there's limitations for Lita and Trish, mm-hmm. Ma- mainly on um, on Lita's part because you could just tell things have caught up to her because she doesn't have the speed she once had. Mm-hmm. But she was able to work around it, and it. She she hung her hung around pretty good in this match, and the fact that she's able to get back this is like the second match she's had now is all coming back a little bit. Like when you don't wrestle for a year and you only have one match in you know years last year, like you, you kind of lose it a little bit. So more matches will help bring it back a little bit. So I look I thought she looked better than she here than she did in the, in the title match back on Raw about a month ago. So this was good so hopefully the third match because she has to have at least one more will will be good for her like um Lita and trish doing the the hardy spot was good um yeah a lot of near falls towards the end that were good damage control comes out on the losing end of things the the, the legends get the win and becky um all in all and good be- and be- well she's not a legend she's she's current um oh i know but it's like it's the legends and becky, and becky. Um, yeah. I do feel a little bad for damage control because now it's the question of what we were talking about on Thursday, which is where do you go from here? But they'll figure that out on Monday. But yeah, this was, this was exactly what it needed to be. Like the, the problems that you have with it are not really problems. It's just, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. And the fact that you have Trish and Lita agreeing to wrestle at all is pretty amazing. So I'm not going to fault them for the fact that time has caught up with them a little bit because it catches up with all of us eventually. 
So it's that I think they did a great job, all things considered. I think Becky and D- Damage Control, especially Bailey, carried. And I I don't have a lot of complaints about this match. Yeah, and that Damage Control looked as Matt said looked good in, at the end. Yeah, they didn't come out of this looking like oh we we got our asses kicked. They dominated for a good while. They oh yeah, Trish, Lita, and Becky had to scratch and crawl. And, and get get the win. It, it was not an easy win at all means for them. So I think damage control will be all right. They come, they're out of this match stronger than they were going in as a unit. This worked really well for them, even on the losing end. So, all right. Up next, we have the match that made me scream. And not in a good way. Or maybe in a good way. It was in a comic way. You had the whooping of Dominic Mysterio, a.k.a. Ray Mysterio, taking his son to school. Okay. And if they're, if I've learned anything about WWE, they are going to milk Dominic's two hours in jail, in quotations with that, for everything it's worth. They had a pro, like Dominic and Ray got special entrances both. Dominic's was just I didn't even know how to react to it because uh, it's like right. it's like you're sitting here and they show him doing the whole he's in jail right he's prison Dominic they're going through all <laughs> like the events that led there they're doing the whole video package and then these freaking security guards or prison guards I guess walk out put him in handcuffs they take him out to a corrections van and then and then he had to come into the arena. He had a motorcycle escort. Please. And they backed the fucking corrections van into the arena. I was sitting here and I'm like, they did not. They did. They, they did they, not they, do this. They 100% did. They had him come in police escort I think, in the corrections off, uh, um, truck. Backed it in. Sirens going off and everything. He comes out. Oh. Security pulls and brings him out. Police do. He's still in handcuffs. He's wearing a brand, a whole out, a whole garb with a with a, a luchador mask and everything on it. Oh, it was great! And they, he doesn't come down through the stage. He walks through the crowd with a police escort. Yeah, because he's in handcuffs. In- <laughs> yeah, like I agree with Casey. This is everything it should have been because yeah. they're going to milk the shit out of it for all they, it's worth, and they should. And yes, also props to the driver of the van who had to back that thing up. And they had to back it up and get it out of there because then his father came out. But yeah, no, so he finishes his entrance. He comes through the crowd, handcuffs get taken off, he pulls off the mask and you know, everything like that. And you have Cole on the microphone just screaming, he shouldn't be wearing that mask. You have to earn that. You have to earn the mask. He never earned it. Um, and all these things. And Cole was, was great. Cole <laughs> sold it so hard. It was wonderful. And then, then it's Ray, right? Right gets his entrance. First, he's being driven by Snoop. So you have Snoop's music playing. And then they get to into the arena. And then you have Latino Heat, Lachi and Steel music playing for Eddie. Because, you know, they had to pay tribute to Eddie. Um, They're in the lowrider. In the lowrider. In Snoop's lowrider. Coming to the coming there. And then Ray does his full entrance uh, to his own music. I, that was It was over the top and everything. So I have one giant complaint about this match, right? Hmm. It st- started with a collar and elbow tie-up. Okay, okay. I'm just going to say this. Dominic's, Dominic's skills kind of got a little exposed in this. Ray tried to compensate and cover for him, but you could see that Dominic still needs work. Yeah. Because he's not as smooth as he could be, and that's just something that comes with time. Um, He's also not as quick, and this really shouldn't have been a wrestling match, in quotations. This should have just been Rey Mysterio beating the tar out of his eldest child. Yeah. Um, And teaching him some respect. But the- and it kind of bro- broke down into that later on in the match, but in the beginning, yeah, this was basically we're going to do what Dominic knows. <laughs> yeah, but it was like oh, we started with Colin Robbins because I got it because they want to muscle like he because Dominic's bigger, so he wants to muscle around his father. And I got the whole idea behind it, but it was like he's just spent seven months trying to, to 
beg him into a fight and we start with a collar and elbow. Yeah, I was kind of expecting him to, like, cheap shot or something, you know? Yeah, it started a little differently. But it, it worked itself out. It was a good match between both guys. And, oh, the involvement of the family. Oh, him taunting his, his sister and then uh, he, he spit water in his sister's face, I think it was. Yeah, he spit water in his sister's face. And and then I, the mother came back and slapped him at, at one point. She could have hit him harder. She could have hit him harder. Um, she needs. He to deserved take, to be hit harder. She needs. Uh, she needs to talk to Candace LeRae and, Can- and Candace can show her a few things about you know mother energy. Um, I I had to sit here and laugh because Whit-, Whit and I were sitting here talking about the show while it was going on, and um, I told Whit I was like Ray better get this done or else they're gonna need to get uh Angie in there to finish it. And, and she probably would have. Um, like, like, that's kind of almost what I wanted to see, is it, like, becomes a family affair, and they all just, like, whoop him. So you had Finn and, and, and Damien coming out at one point in the match to get, put, give Dom some encouragement and help Dom out a little bit to cover for things. Finn really didn't do much other than just walk around um, <laughs> until Legato came out, the LWO. And, um, wait, 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 wait. Bef- before we forget, Bad Bunny was also on commentary. Okay, I was continue. I was going to mention that here in a second. Um, so they're they're fighting, and then yeah, there was a point where um, Legato came out and they took out Damien and Finn, chased them around. But Damien wore a jacket to the ring, and then jacket. He looked very nice. Jacket as after Dom took off the the the, the um, turnbuckle pad, so the referee's fixing. So Dom takes the chain out of the the jacket, right? It's mm-hmm. ready to hit his father. Right, we gotta circle back to hitting it, the father hitting here in a second. But he took the chain and goes to his father. But instead, Bayabuni yanked the chain from chain from Dom, allowing Ray to pick up the win. It's for, probably foreshadowing the six man we talked about on Thursday. Um, but yeah, so there was a point in the match where Ray, it was early on, where he whooped his son with a belt. It was wonderful. He whooped his son with the bell and the crowd went nuts. Like, this crowd was so hot for Rey Mysterio. Like, the, oh, hall, yeah. the last night of the Hall of Fame he got such huge reactions, but this was so loud for Rey. Well deserved. But Rey beat, beat his son, hit the, hit the 619 and everything like that, got the win. Rey, Rey taught his son a lesson, so now we'll see how Dom responds going out of it, but yeah. It was everything it needed to be. Yeah, the Muda mask was sweet, too. It was a nice little tribute to Muda. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I wish this would have been a little bit more, like, I wish it would have been more physical than what it was, but I understand the limitations on it and what you're working with. Um, and it got the point across, which is that Ray took his son to the woodshed, and Ray taught him a lesson and taught him some respect. Um, the favorite is still when the mom slapped him, and he was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Ray, weird. like, kisses his wife right after she slaps him. Mm-hmm. It's like, unity! Unity! It was, it was great. But yeah, this was... This was good. You, I like how they set up future things, especially if Ray's not necessarily around, because you set up a few between Judgment Day and Legato. Um, you, you did a bunch of stuff here that was really, really nice, and you got more people on the show. Like, I like the fact, like, I love the fact that pretty much everybody at ringside, with the exception of Judgment Day, had Ray Mysterio's back. Like, when, when Bad Booney got up and he grabbed that chain and he gave Dominic the finger wag, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh nice like i love that kind of shit because like it's somebody should do something somebody should do something right and then nobody ever does anything right they're just somebody should stop this it's like well okay get up and stop it if you feel like it should be stopped and so the fact that you have bad bunny he sees the chain and he's like oh fuck this and he gets up and he grabs the chain from dom like that was perfect it was just a nice little way to involve him and possibly have him involved in puerto rico as well um, cause he's going, we know he's going. So I like this. I like what they set up. So overall, this was a very fun little match and we'll get more, which is always good. Yeah. That story's not over in, in some manners. Well, eventually they have to kiss and make up, but uh, eventually one day, but oh my God, this next match. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was going to, speaking of now it's mommy's turn. We saw judge the rest of judgment day, but now we need to talk about Rhea Ripley. Versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is a match of the night contender. This is going to be in the highlight reels for years to come. Good God. This match, how Charlotte Flair did not get concussed. I have no idea. 
because she got face planted at least six times during this match. It was physical. It was hard hitting. There were tears. There was blood. There was just a lot of physicality involved in this. I know I'm not doing a good job describing it, but this was phenomenally good. This was steps above what they did at WrestleMania a few years ago when it was the COVID mania. So, so Brock Lesnar has a term. What's his term? Suplex City. This happened here. We went to Suplex Effin City with Charlotte Fettler and Rhea Ripley. Holy. Yeah, the Germans. Charlotte pulling yeah. out some Germans. Like, and then she, like the one where the, the cage brought up, where she got flaced face planted on the German like she did a backflip and landed right on her face and you saw blood on the nose she may have broken her nose on on, on it um yeah cause her face kissed the mat like she just went face first into the mat yeah that, that, that slow-mo was wild yeah and then it's like if that didn't if that didn't do it then the the face plant into the ring post did because good lord, like Rhea made that look absolutely vicious. Where there's one point where they're they're trying to basically manhandle each other on the ring post, and Rhea gets control of the situation, and she just takes Charlotte's head and just smacks it against the top of the ring post. Yeah, that, that rendering was Charlotte just knocked dead. out. That was pretty. And we'll get back to that here in a second. But yeah, so they just they slugged it out hardcore and like near fall after near fall charlotte pulled out everything in her bag of tricks to like put rhea ripley down in this matchup like but what was smart she kept um whenever charlotte was going for the figure four or attempting it like or was in position where she could go for rhea bailed out of the way and when she got it in at one point she got to the ropes um but yeah they, they they brought on the outside a bit Charlotte would hit her patented WrestleMania style moonsault that she barely hits but makes it. Um, these two women put on, this is w- w- when we started the show, something that would go down in the history books as iconic. This match was one of the greatest women's matches in the history of sports, entertainment, professional wrestling ever. Because you had physicality, you had pure wrestling, you had storytelling, everything in this match made sense. There were points where Charlotte and Rhea are on the ground together and Charlotte's like, you want my spot? You want this spot? Come and fight me for it. Fight me. Come on. And they start pounding on one another. Like, this was a fight to the finish. The fact that Charlotte kicked out of the riptide at one point and, like, the look on Rhea's face was like, no, she didn't. No, 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 she didn't. No, come on. No, no. How could she do the thing? And you had Corey go on commentary selling it oh, so good. Whereas, like, no one's ever done that. No, no. She's being so many people. What? How? How? I need to see how. How did that happen? Like, sold it. Because he sold the, the, the 1D, too, later in the night. Like, that, too. Like, like, But the shocked look on her face was perfect, perfect storytelling. Like, they were trying to outdo one another to win this match. And it was just the storytelling, everything about it made sense. Everything was logical in it. I can't but just rave about this match. The the riptide with, where for the finish from the middle rope where after like she, you mentioned she got face face planted on the top of the, the the ring post and she's just lying there dead. And then the camera pans to Rhea who gets this wicked look smile on her face where he's like, "Okay, I got the I queen. got her. I got the queen right where I want her now." And then drops her with the riptide gets the win and as the chat's been mentioning it's like charlotte was smiling and happy and you could see it on her face like we just made magic because last year charlotte's charlotte had ronda and the match just sort of was okay yeah it never delivered where it needed to the later matches delivered a little bit more but it didn't deliver and charlotte's like she's she's a pro's pro and this was the best match charlotte's had in a while in a long time it's been a minute since where you went, Charlotte had a really good match. This was Let's. main event level. Like, everyone talked about going and what should make close out the show? What should be the main event of the show? And it's like, if this closed out the show, would have been perfect. But it didn't. And, yeah. the, and the, the tag title match, which we'll talk about here in a minute, closed out the show. But this was a main event level match where they got a lot of time. They told a story. It didn't 
it didn't stay, overstay its welcome. It went as long as it needed to. It went a long time, second longest match on the show, and really not as, just as long as the men's finale. Um, but they they put on a show. They put on a spectacle. These two women should look in the mirror tonight and go, yeah, we made magic. Because they made magic, <laughs> and, it, and it was very iconic. It was. Like, the one thing that you have to appreciate is nobody has taken t- Charlotte to task especially from a physicality standpoint, like that in quite a long time. And that's simply because of Charlotte's size, where she's very tall. And so it's hard to basically manhandle Charlotte because there's not a lot of women on the roster who are Charlotte's size or taller, who are necessarily like strong enough to sort of maneuver Charlotte the way that Rhea was. I know this sounds horrible. Um, but I, I appreciated that aspect of it, that you just had them throwing each other around. You just had them just had a fight you had a battle. You had a war for the women's championship, right? Like they were just fighting each other for it, like tooth and nail. Like you, you hear that in wrestling matches, like not really. I mean, they try, but not really. No, this was tooth and nail and they were going to go to the bitter end on it. Cause it's like, Rhea's like, I want your shit. And Charlotte's like, no, you have to come take it. And that's exactly what Rhea does. And I, I did love the fact that Charlotte's sitting outside the the ring afterwards smiling because it's like, well, son of a bitch. I got beaten. Mm-hmm. All right. Guess it's back to day one. Yeah. But this this was what needed to happen just in terms of Rhea. You put the title on her. And the only thing that sucks is that she's going to SmackDown. But that's okay. That's fine. Because in all honesty, she can, she can appear where she needs to because she's a part of Judgment Day. But I completely agree with this title change. I thought it was perfect. I thought the match was incredible. As you mentioned, this could have closed out the show and it would have been fine. It yeah. didn't, though. But it was a good secondary main to what the main event was because it was a hard act to follow. It really was. Because in your main event... No, of... no, no, no. Hold oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm using our sheet from Thursday and it's not in there. So... <laughs> so, we we have to talk about the attendance record of 80,000-something people in the building. Counting everybody, producers, and everything along those lines. Him and Miz and Snoop Dogg are in the ring promoting it and talking it up and Miz talked and Snoop's like oh, you know this is this number is great but you know what'd be greater is if you had a match and Miz is like well I put out an open challenge on the Twitters on on the Facebooks on my Instagram on my my tactics on my MySpace and then and no one answered and Snoop was like what no way what and then music hits and it's Pat F and McAfee who everyone said wasn't going to be on the show and they couldn't come to an agreement, yada, da, yada, da, yada. Michael Cole is flipping out because him and Pat are friends, and Pat probably didn't tell him he was coming in, and Pat strolls out, <laughs> comes out to open the, the answer the open challenge. Like, I didn't see it anywhere, he goes, but, you know, we could do it. And you can t- tell Snoop's trying to get his lines in, but Pat continues to talk, which is, which is funny. Um, we got a tiny... But Pat sets up the whole thing about your tiny balls are showing. Oh, God. And the fans start chanting tiny balls, tiny balls. And you see the look on Snoop's face going like, no, they ain't chanting tiny balls. And then, because he, he was dead center on the camera, he walked on the hard camera. So he walked away so he could just laugh for a minute. Oh, that was good. So Miz is like, I'm the host of WrestleMania and I can't, I, you know, I can't make a match official. So, you know, then, but Snoop ends up making the match official. I was like, okay. So it was Miz versus Pat McAfee in a quick little match. Pat got to do some spots. He did the, the flip off the top rope where he landed on his feet. Pat got, you know, got some good stuff in. Pat got the win with the punt kick. It was an entertaining little bit. It was a nice, you know, surprise. Hey, Pat's here. Um, I had to go wonder, like, they're saying Pat's undefeated at WrestleMania. Like, Vince beat Pat, though. Guess that didn't count. Um, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, this was good. I like the fact that you got George Kittle involved. <laughs> oh, yeah, George Kittle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was in the crowd, and then he came, he, he did the, the, the Sports Center clothesline. Um, and then they did the big, you know, jump, jump celebration together. Yeah. That was that was that was good. That was really good. Now, all things considered, this was a fun little go between. 
between the the co-main events. This was I love this. This was a nice little setup for the main between the like as you said between the two co-main events. It's good to see Pat Michael Cole sold the shit out of it. George Kittle was a nice touch. Like it's just a good way to use all the celebrities that you've brought in for this. Because what I liked is they did carry Snoop through out the night. Like he showed up in the beginning, he was kind of in the middle, and then he was at towards the end. Um, and he did different things. It wasn't just he was walking around backstage meeting different superstars. He was involved in an entrance. He did the skit with The Miz twice. You know, he was a part of a wrestling match. Like, this is all really, really, really good stuff. And we got to see George Kittle in short shorts, I guess. <laughs> like, when he stood up and I saw that it was shorts, I was like, oh, okay. All right. I, I see you, sir. Because I thought it was pants. Because he's wearing this, like, really brightly colored outfit. Mm-hmm. That looks like he's from the 90s, and it's like, oh, oh, it's shorts. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, okay, your main event, the Usos, taking on two guys from Canada who are totally not over, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Christ, this match. Usos Usos getting the little Usos, whoever, um, entrance. Ah, cool. Um, little venti, Usi, whatever. Apparently from Philly. No idea who he is. I I, I don't know. I but I was trying to figure out the hair. I was confused. It, it, it pointed up a lot. Um, apparently he's been on the. He had bo- like two. His hair quaffed up into like two almost horns. Apparently he's famous, but because uh, the song has been on the top for twenty three weeks or something like that, so he's popular. Good for him. <sighs> never heard of him. N- n- never. But anyway, cool, fine, whatever. Anyway, um. Uso's got the big big entrance. Kevin and Sammy got the huge pops on the way out, and then. This was all about putting a beating on Sami Zayn. Like that's that's what happened. They put on on a fight to just beat up Sami Zayn. And then every time Sami Zayn would kick out, the crowd would go nuts. The announcers went nuts. Like Sami's, they zoom on Sami's face and he's just dead, lying there dead multiple times. And the Usos just coming in and just doing, like, t- you know, yelling at him and yelling at Sammy just to stay, you know, this, this, you should just stay here. You should just stay with us. And just and they just super kick, super kick. Like, three or four times a double super kick to, to Sammy and just putting him down over and over again. And he kept fighting back over and over and over again. It showed, like, this is why people believe in Sammy Zayn. Because he has that heart where no matter what happens, he's going to keep fighting. There was a point. <laughs> what was good is it was Jay and, and Sammy started the match out, which was good. There was a point in this match where they're doing the Olay. And Cole on commentary, who, one, they mentioned PWG. And the internet went, oh, my God, they mentioned PWG. And two, he goes, somewhere El Generico would be enjoying that, but, you know, and then I think it was Corey, yeah, he retired, El Generico retired, glad he never made it to WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> something like that. And I was like, oh, was a great little, you know, hey, dig, it's Kevin. I, I mean, it's Sammy as El Generico. Um, even though they're not the same person. Clearly not the same person. Um, but they are the same person. It, whatever. This was... No, they're not. No, they're not. Generico's chilling. Generico's chilling somewhere off, off in a, an island somewhere. Um, they put, they put Kevin through the table at one point and then he's dead and buried and like whatever. And Sammy just keeps on taking a beating. And then there's a point where they hit the one day and that was it. Or so we thought it was not. No one ever kicked out of the one D until tonight when Sammy Zayn did. And like the, a boss. And the fans erupted for it. And then, but they kept getting beaten down some more after that. They did the do. The Uso double splash Kevin at one point. Kevin would kick out. And the Usos are just continually trying to find a way. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to do it? And there was a spot where Kevin got the hot tag and Sammy gets back in the ring and Kevin yells at, um, yells to Sammy, now, now. And he runs and does the Huluva kick to, to one of the Usos as Kevin takes out the other one. And you got a two count off of that, and then all four men are down in the ring, and they all get, they, they all slowly get back up, and they're like, "Let's finish this," and they just all start brawling and just pounding on each other, which is great. But the the great storytelling from the Usos, where they're just, as we mentioned, they're just beating on Sami Zayn, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just tag after tag after tag after tag, and the announcers telling they're just putting a beating. This is this is Uso penetrant stuff. They're just putting a beating on Sami Zayn, and it was. 
perfect storytelling. And then Kevin and Sammy would finally get the momentum on their side. Kevin was down and, and Jimmy were down. So it was just Sammy and Jay. And Sammy finally got his mo- got back into it, got the tag from Kevin, and hit a hula kick on Jimmy. Or, or on Jay in the corner. But one wasn't enough. He, oh, no. he hit a second. Jimmy tries to get back in. He take he get drops a stunner. Um, and then the third haluva kick for the win. In each time before each after each haluva kick, Sammy would catch Jay and just look at him, just the way Jay was looking at him earlier in the match, and just plopped him back up in the corner. It just was, yeah, it was great, great storytelling, and they get the big moment, the big pop, the big win, and the crowd goes nuts. It was perfect. This was Chef's kiss for this story. Because we were speculating if they were actually going to pull the trigger or if they weren't. And it's like, is this going to be the beginning of the end of the bloodline? Because a lot of people are watching this very, very carefully and what this could mean for Roman. Because, well, Usos have now lost the tag team titles. The titles that they've held for, what, a thousand days, I think they said, in totality? They held it for 600 and something straight days. And overall, they've held it for a thousand. Their overall combined range of all the times they've held the belt was over a thousand days. But 620-something days... Was the current number. So, over two, almost two years? A little bit less than two years? Something like that? That they've been the champions? It's late. I'm sorry. I can't do math. It's very late. Um, This is the perfect way to end this story. Or not end it, but continue this story. The fact that you have, after so, so long, you finally have the Usos get just a little bit of the comeuppance that you know that they have coming to them. In the form of the power of the bloodline is not enough because you didn't have Roman there. You didn't have Haman there. You didn't have Solo there to run distraction for the Usos. Like the Usos were like, we can get this done on our own. And they kind of underestimated Sammy and Kevin a little bit, especially when it comes to Sammy's heart and what he's willing to do and how hard he's willing to push himself to achieve what he wants to achieve. And in the end, the Usos were not able to win. They were not able to pull it out. And Sammy and Kevin get your victory and there's crying and there's tears. And this was just, God, this was such good storytelling. And the fact that you had Sammy with Jay, right? And that whole story between them where where Sammy finally gets his revenge on Jay, right? For Jay's betrayal, Mm -hmm. right? For leading Sammy down the garden path, for setting up the trap, for basically publicly executing him. Sammy gets his revenge with not one, not two, three Hulvluva kicks to bring that shit home. Like, this was just, God, this was so good. Um, This was the perfect way to close out WrestleMania because you just closed it out with Sammy and Kevin with the titles crying and hugging. Because in 2023, we had tag team wrestling as well as Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn closing out WrestleMania Night 1. As your main event. Yeah. Like, that is just phenomenally amazing. It was. So, any final thoughts? Hell of a night one. Um, night two has a lot to live up to. We, we got big spectacles tomorrow. We got the Roman and Cody match tomorrow. We have Hell in a Cell tomorrow. We have Brock and Omos tomorrow. We have Bianca and Asuka who have to follow what Charlotte and, and Rhea did tonight. It's going to be one of those... Night two has a lot to, to live up to. It will... But night one was really dang god freaking good. I mean, I'm gonna say this: they could they could not have a night two. This could have been WrestleMania, and I would be perfectly happy with it. Yeah, but they gotta follow that, and we'll see if they can tomorrow night. And I believe they they will. But that does it for us. What do you think? It does. I'll do it for the racket live right here on the Wild Talk Radio tomorrow night. It's WTR Sunday at Russell Talk Radio, recapping everything from both nights. I, I, it's gonna be late. It's just, it's, we're, we're go, it's gonna be late on tomorrow. I'm gonna try to keep it under two hours. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Anyway, that's tomorrow, right after WrestleMania. Monday nights are all posted at 11 p.m. Eastern. The Rack, live for the final time in April. This Thursday to review day two. CB Radar returns live next Saturday night. 11.30 p.m. Eastern. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com says Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have Amazon Prime, link and choose which account. It's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle above the screen. Thanks to everyone who's been going to YouTube.com slash Prime Creator Show and watching all the shorts we've been putting out. Appreciate all of you. You could use Creator Code Rock and Sock. Or... 
Linz M. Ward. In the Fortnite item shop for Epic Games or Y. We are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at LensWard, L-E-N-S-W-R-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash LensWard, where I stream Gitchen Impact. So go over there, follow that channel, I would appreciate it. Also, go check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at LensWard. LensWard on YouTube, or just LensWard.RoughRadioShow.com. Go there for all my content there. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, that would be awesome of you. So thank you so much for tuning in, we greatly appreciate it. If you guys are looking to check things out, go to youtube.com slash... MBG1211, MBG Films. I'm tired. I can't get the quote or get the plug right. But go check out Matt's content because he's amazing and awesome. So this is WrestleMania Night 1. We will be back on Thursday for Night 2. I'm going to go to bed. Rock's going to go to bed. Everybody else should go to bed. We hope you guys have a great night or if you're listening to the uh, archive, hope you have a great day or whatever time you're listening to it. But we're going to go. So he's Rock. I'm Lindsay. This has been The Rack. And we'll see you later. Bye.